we're going to um, continue to look at what I started the last time. i um, really been feeling, um, so I think two times before I was talking about the name of Jesus, but then I felt very s- strongly to continue or to start a topic of preparing for the Lord's coming. I know John Mark's been speaking about it, but I just felt to speak on it as well. Um, so we're going to continue on that. And I'm just going to just touch on a few things that I was speaking on the last time. Then I'll just continue and complete, hopefully, what I've been speaking about. So Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13 to 27, and it reads this. It says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many that go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are, there are few who find it. Verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs or from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Verse 21, not Everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. These verses of scripture, Jesus was talking about here, how many different things, but the key thing that I want to really home in on in these verses of scripture is like when Jesus came and said, Depart from me, because I never knew you. Because for me, when I, when I read that part in particular, I, I get like shivers down my spine. Because this can happen to anyone. Anyone. Every one of us are exposed to this kind of thing. And I began to speak about different things the last time. How we can prepare and help ourselves to get ready for his coming. Because I was listening to someone say this, that, The Lord spoke to him one time and said, listen, 
um, are you ready for my coming? And he said, the main, the main reason, if God's asking you that question, that means you're not ready. You're not, so we have to get ready. We have to do our best to get ready. And one of the things that in those verses of Scripture that I read was about knowing God. And so the first thing I've got, I, I mentioned the last time, in order for us to prepare for his coming, we need to grow in the knowledge and intimacy with the Lord. And we said that it's, it's, it's something we gradually have to do. It's, it's just like how we are in a, as a husband and a wife situation. You grow in intimacy with one another. You get to find out the isms and the schisms about the person. But it's important that as we continue to really know God, we spend time in the Word, spend time talking with Him, hearing His voice, listening to what He is saying to our hearts and obeying. And we was talking about this the last time, that it's, it, it takes time to do something like this when it comes to getting to know the Lord. We mentioned about how there's different speak, um, different ones in the Bible, like Moses and Joshua. They got to knew the Lord. They got to see the Bible says that in the book of Psalms, how Moses, the children of Israel knew his acts, but God knew his Moses knew his ways, and it's important to know the ways of the Lord because in knowing the ways of God, you will be able to sustain the, the test of time. It's not enough to know about the power of God. Power of God's very good, and it's good, and it points people to Jesus. But ultimately, we need to know his ways so that we can walk in the fear of God. We can walk in the, the holiness of God. We can abstain from evil. We can do the things that he is asking us to do. So knowing his ways, knowing what his word is saying is very crucial. And of course, when we embark upon our, our journey, when we receive Jesus Christ, that is the beginning that of the encounters. Because remember, we have to constantly, constantly cry out to God for encounters. Then we, just jumping onto the next one, we mentioned about guarding our hearts. The Bible says that, that we must guard our hearts because out of it are the issues of life. In order for you to prepare your hearts for the Lord, it's crucial, it's vital that we prepare, that we, our hearts are protected. There's, there's so much out there in terms of to affect our hearts, affects our, our minds, our thinking. And because of, like, for example, with social media, for example, that we're bombarded with that every single day. And the things that are portrayed there can affect how we respond to God, how we act, how we behave, what we say to different people. It will even affect our relationships. So it's important that we protect our eye gate, our ear gate constantly, purely because so that we can walk holy before the Lord. Walk right before the Lord. Because you see, our heart is the source of our thoughts, 
our attitudes, our beliefs, our actions, everything comes out from our heart. So this is, this is why we have to constantly be renewing our mind, hearing the word, reading the word, listening. Because these things have to, it has to constantly happen. This is why the Bible says, look, as we see the day approaching, we have to be encouraging one another. Every day, we have to be doing this. We can't be doing it just the one day. It has to constantly happen all the time because of the state of our soul. And remember, because Jesus has saved our spirit, our soul needs to constantly be saved with the word of God, renewed with the word of God. So we mentioned that as well. And then the third thing that we didn't get to do was this. In preparing for the Lord's coming is this. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and verse 22, it reads this. It says, abstain from every form of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. There is so much evil out there. There are so much things to corrupt us and to pollute our minds, our thoughts, and, the, and how we conduct our lives. You see, the Bible says this in the book of Hebrews. Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. And to be holy means to be set apart. It means to be devoted to him. It means to be living a life that is pure and holy before the Lord. And when we are separating ourselves before the Lord, it means with our thinking, it means with our actions, anything that will seek to contaminate and to draw us away from the Lord, we need to keep away from it. Because that is really close to God's heart, holiness before the Lord. Even the, the Bible says this, the angels are crying holy, holy before the Lord which is this crying out about his nature. It's crying out about the type of person he is. And so with that, God wants us to have that same type of posture, having our lives pure and holy before him, separate, because God's a jealous God. Another thing that I felt that was really important so that we can really get to know or prepare our hearts for his coming is this. Is asking the Lord to search our hearts. Asking the Lord to search our hearts. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9 to 10, it says this. The heart, everybody say the heart. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Somebody say, oh, I, I know my heart. Yeah, mate, I don't know mine. If the Bible says we don't know our heart, we don't know our heart. And it says this, I, the, verse 10, I, the Lord, search the hearts, and I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his doings. God is the one who tries the hearts. 
You know, the Lord allows certain situations to come our way, to test us, to try us, to purify us, to help us to be more like him. Ultimately, this whole thing is about being like Christ. Because the Bible says that when we see him, in the twinkling of our eye, we're going to be changed. And so because of that, we need to have this thing in our minds. I need to be pursuing God. I need to be pursuing Christ. How does he do this? What does he want me to do here? How does he want me to respond? What is it that I need to know about the Lord? Knowing him. What he's like in his character. In his person. There's another version that reads this. And I want to read this. Verse 10 in particular, NLT version. It says, but I, the Lord, search all your hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to their actions and deserve, that they deserve. In the book of Corinthians, it says that when we are going to be judged, the Bible says that everything, all of our works are going to be tested. All of the things that we've done, all of our motives, why did we want to do that thing? The Bible says it's going to go through fire and it's going to be tried. Everything. So it's a very sobering thing. And then we'll be rewarded or not rewarded for those things that we've done. So one of the prayers that we can be praying is, Lord, help us with our motives. That my motive's right for doing certain things. Is it to be seen of man or is it to be seen of God? Our motives must be pure before the living God. He sees everything. Sometimes we try to hide we can't hide before the Lord. Everything is naked and open before the eyes of him. Searching our hearts is crucial. I don't even think every, we have to do it as often as possible. Every day is important, but as often as we can. Crying out to God and saying, Lord, please help me in my heart where there is sin, where there are things that you are disappointed with me with. Because ultimately we're here to live and serve the Lord. David said this in Psalm 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to your, the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only I ha have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. 
Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones that thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide my face from my sins, and blot out my iniquities. And create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. David was all about having his heart right with God. The Bible says that when he was actually, when the prophet Nathan came to him, it was out of this, that situation, this psalm was born. And he actually came and said, you know what? I'm holding up my hands here. I sinned. I murdered somebody. I lied. I killed somebody. But Lord, I'm repenting today because I want to have my heart right before you. Having your heart constantly searched is critical. We need to be able to allow the Lord to do this. You see, sometimes the Lord uses, well, a lot of the time, the Lord uses people that are close to us to point out certain things. And at times when they're saying certain things, you think, oh, Lord, this is a bit tough, you know. But it's good because... See it as the Lord wanting to correct and to help us so that we can have our hearts pure and right. In the book of Psalms 139, 23 to 24, it says this, Search me, O God, and know my thought, know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And point out anything in me that offends you and lead me in along the path of everlasting. There are things in our hearts that offends the Lord. There are things in our life that offends the Lord. But at times we want to embrace it. And, and, and look, let's just be honest here, right? At times... You just have to say, Lord, look, I, I love this more than you, you know. I like what I'm doing more than you. Please, can you help me not do this anymore? Because I know you don't like it, but I like it. Because it's better we pray that prayer rather than going on like everything's blase, everything's cool, and God can't see. Because he can. And these things are what's important as we're preparing for God's coming. Because he's coming back as we're seeing the signs in Israel. Things are happening. The time is getting closer. There's going to be a whole lot more. People are being persecuted. Their persecution is going to increase. It's going to get intense. And where our faith is grounded and rooted in him, we'll be able to sustain. And we won't compromise. Because God is looking for people not to compromise. But if we are not being honest and being transparent, God won't, won't, able to, won't be able to help us because we're believing a lie. And be, we need to receive the truth of his word and what he's saying. Though. 
You see, one of the things, what I was saying earlier, we need to constantly have encounters with God. When we have encounters with God, it's like we're on his operating table. And we are allowing the Lord to come into our lives and surgically, spiritually, remove the pride, remove the selfishness, remove the lust, the things that in our lives that have been um, an offense. But we need to have that encounter. Put ourselves in a position to receive that, that transformation of God in our lives. But we need to expose ourselves to that. So God can change us and we can be ready for him. God, another point I have here is this. It's to set our house in order. Set your house in order. Hezekiah is a classic example of that. The Bible says that about the time of Hezekiah became deathly ill, the prophet Isaiah son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the mess, this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, oh Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah the leader of my people, tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, I will heal you, and three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant, David. David, I mean, Hezekiah had a situation where he was received judgment from the prophet. He was saying that you was going to die. And he had to set his house in order. All of us have things in our lives. Where we, where we have to set our, um, our, house in, our house in order. Where different things where the Lord is speaking to us about. For, for some people, it, it might be relationships. Where you need to sort out relationships with people. For others, 
It might just be you need to sort out how you're spending time with the Lord. You need to know. Ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that I need to sort my house out about? Hezekiah called out to the Lord and said, listen, Lord, I've been faithful. He he cried and he asked God for mercy. And the Bible says how God gave him 15 more years. But he sought to get right with the Lord. And the Lord had mercy on him. The Lord will have mercy upon us as we call upon him. As we respond to him on those things that he is asking us to respond to. Because many a times, at times, we just ignore him. And he speaks through many people to put things in order. Because look, none of us have the assurity of walking out of here today, knowing that everything's going to be right. I don't. But the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. And afterwards, the judgment the books will be opened. But at times, the way that we live, we live like we're living forever, but we're not, if the truth be told. And whenever the Holy Spirit is pressing on your heart, I want to encourage you, respond to him. Respond to whatever the Lord is asking you to put in order. This is about preparing for the Lord's coming. I know it's a sobering word, but we have to hear it. We all have to hear it. And when God was challenging me on this, I said, Lord, it is a tough one, but please help. Because I realize I've got things I've got to sort out. Every one of us will be having to look at areas of our lives. In preparing for the Lord's coming. Number six is this. It says, be focused and faithful on what you're meant to be doing. Be focused and faithful on what you're meant to be doing. You know we're not here to this all separate. We've all got tasks. We've all got assignments. We've all got a mandate upon our lives, all of us. When God made us, he made us in mind to help someone, to bring change to someone. Every one of us have got lives to impact, to bring, to save. There's someone that we need to save. There's someone that we need to disciple. There's someone that we need to encourage. There's someone that we need to give something to. What is it that God has given you to do? Because remember, just like the talents, we need to be faithful in whatever it is God has asked us to do. What is it? Is it making food to give to someone on a weekly basis? What is it? Is it to be a faithful mother, caring for your children, just taking care? That is a powerful ministry. What is it that the Lord has impressed upon your heart that you're to do? The Bible says 
in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. As we're seeking to be faithful to the Lord, I want to encourage us as I just read the scripture, whatever it is that's weighing us down, put it aside so that we can run. And if it's, if it's so heavy, so, Lord, I can't get this thing off, ask him, Lord, help me. Please, help me. I want to be faithful. I want to honor you with my life. I want to do what you've impressed upon my heart. But I am struggling. I need your help. I need your help. Number seven is this. Ask the Lord to help you live each day as if it's your last day. Could you imagine if, well, I know it's a sobering one again, I have to say. Could you imagine if you knew it was like your last day? What would you do? What would you do? Have you thought about it before? It's a sobering one, isn't it? What would you do with your life? How would you behave? What would you say to that person who, who robbed you? What would you be saying? How would you respond if your, if, let's just say, someone slapped you in the face real hard? What would you do? What would you do? I have to ask myself this question too. Don't worry, we're, we're all in this together. We're not in some separate camps. <laughs> we're all in one big boat. <laughs> Sailing in the right direction in Jesus' name. <laughs> but my point is, what would you do? You see, we have to, I'm saying that to say, every, we need to live with eternity in mind. Because we can't take anything with us. The Bible says that our works will go. That's the only thing that we can take. That's why it's important to invest in the kingdom. Because that's the thing that will be taken into eternity. And our works. Nothing else. Not our houses. Not our cars. Nothing. Only what we've done for the Lord. And the things that we've invested in the kingdom. The scripture reads in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 to 9. Therefore, we always confident, or always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith and not by sight. We are confident 
And I say I would prefer to be away from the body at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him. Whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So that each of us may receive what is due us. The things done while in our body, whether good or bad. Every one of us will be judged. Every one of us. And so with that, it's a constant prayer that Lord help us to be ready, please. Where we're weak, where we're not, we're not meeting the mark, where we're not pleasing you, Lord, please help us. That's a constant prayer. It's so sobering. It's, un, it's, it's so sobering. Another thing that we need to do in preparation for the Lord's coming is this. Do your utmost in sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all authority has, this is what Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We have a duty. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians, we've received the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry to bring people back to God. We have that ministry of sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus and the responsibility of telling people of what God has done. We have to share that good news with different ones. Every single one of us have different worlds that we're in in the sense of there's people that I will never be able to reach. There's people that you'll never be able to reach but that someone else will. But we need uh, to share and tell people just as someone told you. Every one of us here, how many of you was always was told by someone or did you have like a, how many of you here was told by someone about giving your heart to Christ. Let me see your hands. Look at that. So that goes to show us, right? The, no one had no big revelation. The angel came in by night. Said, give your heart to Jesus. That did not happen. It happened by another human speaking to someone else. So we have that responsibility. And we have that charge to declare the news of the gospel of Christ. I wanted to share this, the last one, um, and then we'll finish for today. Another thing that we can do to help prepare in coming for the coming of the Lord is to be careful how we use our time. Be wise in how we use our time. When I was single, I had plenty of time. When I became married, I had good time, a lot of time, but 
But then when I had children, I didn't have any time. It went, time all went, <laughs> went from 0 to 60, it's gone, like that, right? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, making the very most of your time on earth and recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity, using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. The Bible also says this in Revelations chapter 12 and verse 12. It says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. The devil knows that time is short. The devil knows that time is precious. And because of that, there's an urgency for him to pollute, to deceive, to bring people more and more into bondage and keep people into bondage. How much more you and I in using our time that will profit not only getting to know the Lord better, but in reaching the lost and doing what he's placed upon our hearts to do. It's important that time, our time, we treasure our time. Don't let anyone just say, oh, what are you doing today? And you just say, yeah, I'll, I'll come along. I have nothing to, mate, have a purpose. Have a vision of your time. Make sure that you're accounting for your time properly because the days are evil. There's so much going on. And we want to make sure that in our hearts, we can say to the Lord that I've, out of the sincerity of my heart, I've sought to live for you. And I've, 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 I've brought this, this, these different things here before you, Father, and you, you're not hiding it. That's what we really want. We want God to see our hearts. And we want to walk in sincerity and purity before the Lord. So these are just a few things here to help us. And I know time has gone, so I just want to just pray. I just want us to just bow our heads. Father, I just come and I pray for every single one of us here, Lord. I pray that you will help us to be ready for your coming. You see how everything is, Lord. You see our weaknesses. You see our strengths. I pray, Father, that you will help us to know you. Help us to know your ways. Help us to respond to your Spirit's prompting. Help us to set our house in order. Help us, Lord, to be honest before you in bringing all the weaknesses. Father, 
You see everything. And Lord, we, we want to be ready. Please, I pray, oh God, that you will help us not to be deceived with anything where we're believing a lie. Lord, forgive us, oh God. Lord, those weights that can so easily beset us. Father, this morning, we bring them before you. I pray that you will help us to yield to you and give these things to you so that you can do the work that you need us to do. And Father, I pray, help us to reach the lost, to disciple them, to win them and disciple them. I pray, God, help us to have that urgency in our hearts and use our time wisely that we can bring you glory and lift up the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen.